Hello, story lovers. This is Anne Starnes Kingsbury. Welcome to Flash Performances. Flash fiction is a form of storytelling that strives for the art of concision. It's usually under 1,000 words and leaves a flavor in your afterthoughts. Please relax and enjoy. Present and a Past by Anne Starnes Kingsbury Four o'clock on a snowy Saturday afternoon. Harry Beestone listened to the silence. Mrs. Beestone had just driven down the road in her silver Mini Cooper to do some shopping. Hmm, it's time to misbehave, thought Gary. He felt a dart of excitement in his chest as he began to search. Oh, the childish delight in getting away with something. Harmless, he thought. If Christmas is for children, he was acting as one hunting for Christmas presents. He'd start in the bedroom. A bushy tail lay exposed from under the bed. Gary snuck up to it and grabbed hold. Oh, <laughs> sorry, teddy bear. He lay flat on the floor and pushed himself under the bed, reaching his arm to prod whatever may be hidden. He heard a rustle and pulled out a box inside a plastic Dick's sporting goods bag. Oh, this was too easy. It held a shoebox. New hiking shoes? Moose hide slippers? Imogen wasn't trying too hard this year. May as well take a look. He was surprised to find the box only held documents and photographs. Imogen's thesis for her anthropology masters was bound in a plastic folder. Matriarchy and Myth The Shipibo Story Gary had never read her thesis. Come to think of it, Imogen had told him very little about her studies. Her job as a researcher and writer of travel guides for go-ahead tours seemed a natural though benign progression from her original passion. He set her thesis aside and shuffled through the collection of photos. The photos depicted thatched wall-less huts on tall stilts above a riverbank. Smiling black-haired people holding pottery painted with geometric designs. Imogen standing among the villages. Imogen. Imogen holding a swaddled infant. Imogen with a toddler with smooth black hair cut bluntly around the face many pictures of Imogen interacting with this child. Gary picked up one of her journals, one of many bound in rough, suede leather, carved and dyed with images of animals and indigenous people. He contemplated whether he should read her thoughts and experiences. 
Why hadn't she shared any of this with him? He decided to read some of her notes on loose sheets of paper first. Peruvian Rainforest in the Amazon The Ucayali River Small villages of 150 people Slash-and-burn farmings for maniac and plantains Howler monkey Capuchin and spider monkeys from arboreal surroundings Edible birds such as pacar, toucan, and macaw Giant phychi Singado catfish, bocachia, and panabagari from the river, as well as manatee. All food sources. This looked like extensive research. Just how long had she been there? The sound of swift steps came up the stairs. What are you? I see you've got some of my past life there, said Imogen. She was holding the bag from Dick's boarding goods at her side. I've never seen these before, said Gary. I haven't even read your thesis. Six years together and I didn't want you to see them. Not until I decided. Gary held up a photo of Imogen and the dark-haired child. Yes, he's mine. Yours? My son. I call him Shippy, which means Marmoset. Though his name is Ohoni, the word for wisdom. Imogen, I know this is a big surprise, a shock even, but I need to keep this part of my life private, just for myself. The two sat late into the night as Imogen revealed much of what happened during her stay in Peru as a grad student. She had taken a leave from her studies to live with the Shipibo tribe for four years, immersing herself in their culture. She allowed them to cut and dye her hair with the black plant dye used to darken their own. They painted her face with ritualistic markings. She experienced ayahuasca, a journey of healing and self-discovery that involved the drinking of hallucinogenic drugs. She learned their stories and rituals. She told him of her relationship with Kanobo, a man knowledgeable in the myths of the Shipibo people. The woman and the anaconda was her favorite. It was after a feast where manioc beer was plentiful that she and Kanobo became inseparable. Their son, Shippy, lives with his father. And what does Kanobo mean? He who cannot be resisted? asked Gary as he struggled to contain his anger and jealousy. It means one who sees visions. I knew Kanobo before I ever met you. Gary, you have no right to be mad. And those yearly trips to South America for your job? Is that where you've been going? Only to see Shippy. Kanobo is married and has many more children. He and his wife raised Shippy in the ways of the tribe. At the uncomprehending look on Gary's face, Imogen continued. The population is dwindling. Many of the younger members have moved to nearby towns to make a living as the rainforests are now disturbed. Shippy will help continue their traditions with any assistant I can give him. It is my contribution to preserving their culture. You gave up your child. I gave them a child. He is one of them. I am his other mother, the one who loves him from afar and visits him each year to see how he has grown. I went there to study myths and stories, and in a way we have created one of our own. 
Our story is part of the tribe. Gary rose and stretched. There, I was looking for something I wasn't supposed to know about, and I sure found it. I was planning to tell you when I thought the time was right. I didn't know how to bring it up. Knowing you would wonder why I didn't tell you from the beginning, I didn't trust anyone to understand. After a very long pause, Gary gazed intently into Imogen's eyes. He slowly spoke. I feel like I have to get to know you all over again. In response to the despairing look on Imogene's face, Gary continued. Now, I can have all of you. Many thanks to Bill Hoffman for acting talents and help with sound effects. Thank you for listening.